This week on VMworld 2021, the Virtually Speaking podcast has grabbed several industry experts to discuss their respective products, VMware announcements, and some sessions to look out for. We're calling them VChats, and we'll be releasing them all week. Let's do this. You're going to learn today. Oh, yeah. On this episode, we speak to our good friend Dave Marrera from VMware about the announcement of Project Arctic. If you haven't heard, Project Arctic is the next step in the evolution of vSphere in a multi-cloud world. Enjoy. All right, a few announcements this week at VMworld. You may have heard words like Arctic. Uh, that's a new one. Uh, Monterey's been around, but that's, we, we've heard some announcements around Monterey. Uh, all, all kinds of new words coming out. Uh, John, we've got a guest to talk about some of these new things. Uh, you, you recognize this guy? Uh, Dave, Rem- Dave, Dave Marrera? You remember this guy? Not a clue. Not a clue. <laughs> he's an old friend of the podcast. He's uh, he's now working uh, in tech marketing, and he's working on some, some pretty uh, cutting-edge stuff. A lot of this stuff is very new to most of us. So Dave, welcome back to the podcast. Hey guys, thanks for bringing me back. It's been a long time, so nice seeing you. Yeah, for sure. All right, so a couple of new announcements this week. First one, let's start with Arctic. Tell me, me, what exactly is Arctic? So at VMworld, we announced Arctic. Um, It's a new service that we have. It's pretty much, I'm going to tell you like a 10,000 feet view of what it is. Yeah, perfect. Um, So Arctic is going to be your entrance to the cloud pretty much, right? We, uh, this is going to be perfect for those customers that have, you know, brownfield deployments uh, on premises. Yes, I said it right on premises. And they're going to, they want to move to the cloud, right? But they don't want to move their workloads and they want to start little by little. So Arctic is going to allow them to take their perpetual licenses and convert those to subscription and uh, connect those existing vCenters to the VMware cloud. Hmm. So from the VMware cloud, they can log in and say, hey, I have you know my vCenter from site A, my vCenter from site B, and I can see them all together. And I start adding all my remote locations to uh, the VMware cloud. And now I can see all my vCenters in one location, uh, operations, alerts, et cetera. And from, them, from there, you can actually uh, see everything. So, um, so, so that's this is taking. So this is taking my vCenter environment, uh, even if I'm on premises, and essentially it's creating a cloud interface that I can manage all of my my clusters. Is that what you're saying? Your vCenters, yes. You, ah, okay. you can see all your or your vCenters, but you can still you still manage your infrastructure on premises. So you have your ESXi hosts, your vCenters. You still have access to them, but you can see them from one location. But uh, the important part here is the license switch. Now you are uh, on a per use basis, right? If you use it. You pay for it. If you don't use it, you don't have to pay perpetual and all that. So that's one of the uh, differences here. Um, also, one of the biggest values that Arctic brings is the the managed, the VMware managed lifecycle management. And this is where we, as VMware, we take care of your vCenter upgrades. Ah, okay. Wait, so so this is complete. This is a service. So we're not like uh, we don't have to add this to our own lifecycle plan. It's actually just I don't even need to know when it's being upgraded. Is that, it's completely out of my hands as a as a consumer? Uh, what you do know. So it's just like you're working on your Mac, and then you get this pop up saying, "Hey, you know this new OS came out." Do you want to upgrade? Yes or no? So it's going to be similar to that. When you log into your cloud portal, it's going to say, hey, your vCenter, this new version came out. Do you want to upgrade vCenter? Or, and which vCenter you want to upgrade? And these are the versions you have available to upgrade to. Mm. And then you can say, yes, uh, take me to the latest, or yes, just take me one step up. And then we take care of that upgrade for you. And it happens It happens on demand, or is it something that I say, sure, let's do this Friday night, or does it matter to me as a consumer? Uh, you can. It will be scheduled uh, during off hours. And then also uh, you have the right to say, um, 
no, I want to you know punt this and and do it maybe in a couple of months or so. So you don't have to do it right then, but uh, you know that's something we're keeping communication with the customer. This sounds a lot fancier than my current, you know, upgrade as a service system, which is uh, I get a, you know, I I see a notice that there's a new version out, and I and I um I say, hey Miles, uh, go upgrade the Vsender. Hey Teodora. <laughs> so, um, I mean, they do a pretty good service, to be fair. But yeah, I like this idea of this is someone else's problem, which I've kind of already internalized. So I'm all on board for this. <laughs> Yeah, and I think this is a, a big thing that customers are going to be looking into. Uh, I remember when I was doing POCs for VCF, and you know, one of the biggest sales is you know the lifecycle management. Oh it, yeah, you know, making it easier. Uh, this certainly makes things easier for the customer. Um, and things are different how they're going to be upgraded. The V Center itself. Uh, on the technical side. So we, we actually do a migration uh, of the data. We create a new vCenter for you. We move the data, but the downtime is actually going to be reduced substantially using something that we announced in uh, v 7 Update 3, uh, which is called RDU for short. Uh, the re reduced downtime upgrades for vCenter. So this takes that downtime to almost nothing on the customer side. So you don't you don't see a little blip, right? If things oh, wow. go wrong, so a full swing migration without like you know generally it was a couple minutes, quite a few minutes thunk before. Right. So, so before we will stop the services, then move your data, and then bring the services up on the new one. And this time we start moving the data, kind of like a you know migration. Uh, and oh, then you can do the data migration while the service is still running. The service is running. Yep. And then we just do the the switch, and then you're back up and running. If things don't go wrong for some reason, then we still have that data and we can roll back. Yeah. Um, and then you're back to where you started. The so that's pretty cool. Clean. Mm -hmm. So it's a reduced time upgrade. But again, we're just talking about vCenter. So this is a management plane. It's not like it's not like a reduced time of availability for your actual workload, right? This is this is just the management plane that's going to have some you know a, a blip as you as you said. So correct. Yeah, and on the management side, uh, I mentioned the operations, right? Uh, so you're going to be able to see just all your vCenters being brought up together and you can see the operations and alerts and what's going on with all of them. And it's actually going to make it easier to troubleshoot or, or see any trends and on what's going on and, and actually visualize your environment as a whole. I like it. This is one of those things that I, I didn't think of myself. And then when I hear about it, I'm like, oh, of course, it, we should have always had this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The cool thing is that now, I mean, this is from the VMware cloud, uh, you can control your vCenters on all of your sites, but you can also control your those vCenters that you have, for example, on VMC on AWS. So you see that hybrid solution where you can manage your on-premises and also your cloud infrastructure. You can so, ex expand your storage to the cloud on demand. Uh, so it's going to bring the two worlds together via that cloud, uh, VMware so, cloud. So yeah, Pete, to recap on what I said about Arctic, um, you know, there's there's different ways and different value propositions to it. One of them was the as a service without disruption and moving from capex to opex, right? So that's number one. Number two is how we can expand the capacity on demand and without limits, so we can expand to the cloud to a hyperscaler VCPP cloud or within the VMware cloud itself. Yeah. But lastly, one thing I wanted to mention, it's about the, the cross-cloud services. So a lot of customers, they still have their disaster recovery sites. You know, they're paying for an additional site. But one of the things that Arctic can do is enable that disaster recovery to the cloud with just a couple of clicks. So they don't have to maintain that additional DR site somewhere else. Um, I think that itself, it's, it's a big plus, right? Uh, another thing to think about is how we can leverage security services for threat detection and ransomware protection, which is a big one, right? Anytime we talk about security, 
you know, threats and ransomware, you know, people should be paying attention to that because the threat is real. Uh, and lastly, uh, you know, once you once developed, we can you can run anywhere between the VMware cloud endpoint on premises on uh, hyperscaler or VCPP cloud. So I just want to re- touch back on those aspects and and focus on those cloud across uh, cloud services that we have in our tech. Yeah, for sure. So uh, just to clarify, um, I I know we have obviously VMware Cloud DR, uh, and you know we have we've got a DRAS solution already with VMC. So is this you know wrapped in with that, or 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 is does somebody need anything other than you know is this just just as basically oh you already have VMware Cloud Disaster Recovery or is this separate? Yeah, we're trying to wrap it in, so we're trying to make it easier for the customer to move and and have it all in one location, right? If we you can start like we talked about before, we start with it on premises, uh, vCenter and the SXI host, and then you can attach it to the cloud, and then you start adding the services on top of that. Then you can leverage all those solutions that we have from DRAS and. Uh, you know, the ransomware protection. So we can just add those layers of that on top and make your solution uh, cloud-based and, and also on-premises, make that hybrid approach to the cloud. So I like the idea of having all this tied into one kind of cloud portal and as we go forward, have a way to reach out and manage your vCenter servers and drop into them, have a have a solution to also, you know, from the same panel um, or the same plat- cloud platform, also be able to manage your public cloud and also handle the data protection of of both like that i like i like kind of the long-term vision very cool very cool so so that's arctic now i heard another one too that's new to me uh capitola and i have to be honest i have no idea what capitola is john have you heard of that yet i know it, it was recently announced just today as a matter of fact uh it's a nice beach down by monterey bay right <laughs> not sure about that i don't think that's what ragu was referring to but uh D- dave maybe you can shed some light on what capitola is sure yeah so capitola is one of those uh the one of my other projects that i'm working on um and I think it's actually pretty cool. There's a lot going on in there. Um, one of the base for this project is actually utilizing new emerging technologies. So one of the technologies that I've been spending some time on is persistent memory, uh, especially from Intel. Uh, we support persistent memory right now on vSphere, starting on vSphere 6, 7, um, and above, right? So you can use that right now. But Project Capitola takes that a little further where you can actually start tiering different uh, technologies such as DRAM, PMEM, which is persistent memory, and NVMe and all the devices and just like put them all together in one bucket and then present it to vSphere as, hey, this is all the memory you have. So you can aggregate all these different devices, different tiers or different technologies and present it in a homogeneous way to vCenter and the VMs. So that's actually pretty cool of uh, how we're developing this to lower the cost of memory and be able to add a ton of memory to your servers pretty much. Well, this is a really cool area because... you know, we always joke that everything new is old. Memory tiering, in theory, was around. Like back in the old mainframe days, there was, you know, tiering of memory and there has been tiering internally of level three cache and, and DRAM and things like that. But the, the scale of this is just enormous, potentially. Um, those persistent DIMMs and those 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 devices that can be tied on here are huge. And before, I guess, kind of the challenge was, is how are you going to do this from a latency perspective? But it looks like we've got, you know, these high-speed interfaces, things like Computer ex- Compute Express Link and other stuff coming out that are helping um, make it so that way when I go from, say, memory to whatever the next tier is, you know, before if we did things like we swapped to disk, which vSphere's had for a while, we, we've already done memory tiering internally, technically. It's just, you know, that was a bit like going 4,000 miles an hour and then slowing down to bicycle speeds. Um, having these three or four different 
hearing opportunities here, this allows us to have a much more gradual, I guess, progression and do so in a cost-effective way, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, you hit that on the on the head. So yeah, Tyrion is one of the faces for Capitola, right? Um, and you mentioned CXL, right? Which is you know that new protocol that we're going to be utilizing. Rocky is another one. I know you wanted those fast connections to these different devices from CPU and get that data uh, up and down the tiers as necessary. Um, the cool thing is that vSphere is going to be smart enough to know you know what type of performance or SLAs your data needs, whether it's going to be a policy or some kind of you know shares on the back end saying, hey, my tier one application requires really fast performance. So maybe we want to push mostly to DRAM and PMEM, but my, you know, my SQL database doesn't require that much. It does require a lot of memory, but not that fast. So maybe we can just utilize PMEM and NVMe, right? Okay. So it's going to be able to determine that. Yeah. So that well, was the access pattern to define it. Is, is it defined through policies or is there some level of intelligence that says, oh, I've determined you need this or, or, or is it the administrator? says I have determined that this workload needs it yes <laughs> so that uh, yes. so it's gonna be a mix where I think it's Got gonna it. be policies for shares that's still being developed on the back end I'm not really privy to that but uh, there's gonna be a way to actually uh, you can determine the SLAs for the applications or the VMs hmm. so I like this idea of also it being able to react to different duty cycles so if I've got a database that runs once a month a big job it can rip that into the higher levels of persistent memory or regular DRAM and get those yeah. ultra low latencies or if it's something you know that's not gonna it's stopped running and it's not gonna sit there idle for a month the rest of the month it can throw it down to a lower tier be it NVMe or something like that and and you know, really what I, where I think about this, you know, you mentioned MySQL, you know, we've talked to, people have talked a lot about, you know, in-memory databases, but I've always joked that every database can be an in-memory database, you know, if you could use a, you know, a, a RAM disk, but the, <laughs> yeah. the, having these tiers of persistent memory and these other devices that actually go beyond, you know, have some survivability, this is going to let us accelerate even your, your non, you know, new hipster snowflake in-memory database type apps. This will let you make MySQL, which is at this point, you know, old enough to, to, to drive or, you know, go hit the bars. Um, <laughs> it's, we've, you've got these, we've got these databases that are pretty old, but we're going to be able to do some pretty cool new tricks with them. Yeah. If you think about those applications right now, I mean, we're giving them all DRAM, right? And that's not cheap. I mean, the biggest DRAM module out there, I think is what, 64 gigs. And, uh, you know, by the time you fill up all the banks on a server, you don't have that much memory. So you end up buying additional servers. Uh, so I think having a combination of DRAM, PMEM, and NVMe yeah. is just going to lower the cost uh, overall. You know, and the ability servers to, to buy. That. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, and another cool thing about Capitola is that it's not just the tiering, but also the pooling. So we're going to be able to pull all these resources together from different hosts, right? So in a way, I like to think about this project as a uh, you know, vSAN 2.0 for memory, right? We're taking different devices, different tiers from different hosts. Uh, you know, in vSAN, we have disk groups and in Capitola, we have, you know, different tiers and then we add them into a whole, you know, data store per se uh, of memory. So I kind of, it kind of sounds almost like a vSAN for memory, so which is pretty cool. Well, and yeah, what's what's wild here is, is, I mean, we're still able to be in the nanosecond range, even on remote memory access times, um, partly because of, you know, things like RDMA. We're no longer adding that, 
by cutting TCP out of the stack, we're cutting that 80 microseconds, which um, in storage land is low, but in memory land, that's that's an enormous, you know, that's a throwback to, you know, the speed in the, in the 90s or something on memory. So um, yep. these new interconnects are definitely, this is also kind of cool. Like the, the CXL interface, I'm not sure if people have seen some of the samples of this. It's like a PCIe interface. So it's like, oh, I'm, a, I'm just going to stick a card of RAM in my server. Like, yeah. you know. It's intense. Well, Dave, I know that this is new information. Obviously, it's it's a uh, it's it's a visionary. I know there's several sessions about it. I know. I think I saw Kit Colbert has a session where there's some mention of of Arctic in there. Um, maybe even the Capitola. I can't remember. But I know that Kit's talking about it. Kit Colbert, uh, who we're gonna have who we're gonna have on later on this week. Uh, also, um, Ragu uh, mentioning it in, in one of the main keynotes. Uh, so more information to follow uh, this week at VMworld. Dave, thank you so much for joining us uh, and enjoy the rest of your VMworld. Yeah, not a problem. Thanks for inviting me, guys, and nice seeing you again.